You've been summoned here to answer the threat of Mok. Uh, <laughs> Middle Earth stands upon the brink of destruction. No. I love that there. Now, I did not mean to pause it on Legolas. <laughs> you will unite or you will fall. Each race is bound to this fate. This one doom. Bring forth the ring. Alright. So this is probably the culminating lesson in some respects of this semester. Right? Uh, definitely the main focus point of unit five. You're welcome to take some more notes, although we probably need a whole page of notes for this just this lesson. We spend the whole time on this scene. And uh, I actually, you don't have to believe this, but intentionally in my head, I set up my classroom to feel like the porch here in this scene. Yeah, I want us to feel like we're at the Council of Elrond. We're chatting about how to bring in the kingdom, fight off evil, get out on our quests. That's why I did this. I mean, I also do it for theater in the round and Shakespeare, but, you know, works, it's double dipping. Works I well. Huh? The porch, Elrond's porch. Right? <laughs> Council of Elrond on the porch. Hey, where's the meeting? Yeah, it's on the porch. It's on Elrond's porch. Right out back, right up there. Next to the waterfalls. Um, and so here's the scoop. This is big old fantasy story, <coughs> epic adventure movie. It's great. And so for them, Frodo sticks this round metal object on this little stone table. And what do they need to do? Take it to a big pile of flaming hot lava, throw this metal ring thing in, and what happens? Yeah, like it's woo! Uh, so the bad dude loses all of his power. Now, does that mean all the evil goes away in Middle Earth? No, he's only to clean up some of the residue, right? But basically, the power of Sauron is gone. Yeah, woo! How are we doing? Good. So take metal object, throw in lava. We're good? All right, so bring forth the ring. <laughs> Frodo. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to touch that thing. Right up there. Right? All right. Thank you. Let's, come on. Let's go. How's that feel? <laughs> I love that. How's that feel? So you just, you've been carrying this around for a while. Heavy burden. Yeah. I uh, got that up. So now it's in Mr. D's room. And so imagine if we destroyed this thing, Satan loses all his power. Wouldn't that be nice? So we got to go to the Crusher over here in West Chicago. <laughs> or maybe we go to Detroit and throw it into like the metal, hot lava yeah. metal smith thingies and it melts there. And woo, I'm not calling Detroit Mordor, but you know. All right. So we throw it in the metal smith thingy and Satan loses all his power. Who wants to go with me? Who's got it? You got a few people to help with the journey? Okay, great. So here we go. We leave my classroom. We destroy this metal thing and woo, you know, Satan loses his power. Actually, yeah. Not, wait, is that what's happening in our story? Is it a little metal wrapper? No. No. no, repel. Um, so in their story, it is an interesting situation. They destroy a metal object, and evil goes away. Cool. Here's the tension of the metaphor, and this is kind of where I want us to focus in our efforts today. And really, I want to get it off the screen into our lives as much as possible. This is where I like, get it out of the book, right? Uh, into the hallways of Wheaton Academy. 
we don't have a little object that we throw in hot magma and then Satan loses his power. Jesus on the cross does that, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> right? So it's a, we, are, we are in a very different story. But someone getting nailed to a cross and dying did take away this dude's power. All authority on heaven and earth had been given to Christ. So you've got that context in it. But if we go back to this story, if they don't destroy that ring, what will happen to Rivendell? It'll get destroyed. What will happen to the Shire? It'll get destroyed. What happens to the people who are sitting on the porch here? They get what? Enslaved, killed, destroyed. So if they don't deal with this, what happens to them? They die. Okay? Well, we can relate to that. Are there things in our culture, in your family, in my family, if I have my family doesn't take care of this, what's going to happen to my family? We're done. Or how about Wheaton Academy? Things at Wheaton Academy. Where if Wheaton Academy does not deal with this issue, if we don't destroy it, it'll do what? It'll destroy our school. How about United States of America? Are there things that if we don't deal with in our country, our country is, is not, not so good, or even the planet, we have issues that if we do not take care of some things with our planet, what will we do to ourselves? Like, not even joking. Not even metaphor, for real, right? So that's where, this is beyond rhetoric. This is beyond homework. This is the class where, like, I really want to try and get us engaged in this concept. For example, the sex industry, the porn industry in America, billion-dollar industry, multi-billion-dollar industry, right? Was there pornography around when Mr. D was at Wheaton Academy? Yeah, the porn industry was around. Is it worse now for you guys? You guys, it's not just, it's, it's bad. Like, it is categorically way worse. The industry has exponentially grown. It could, you guys, porn gets on phones, it gets on computers, gets into emails, it's on regular old TV shows, it's in commercials, it's on billboards. Most movies have some type of nudity. It's where? It's everywhere. I did not have to deal with what you guys have to deal with. I didn't have to. Thank God. I feel so bad for you guys. But what's the point right now? Is it getting worse? Okay, so how are the adults doing and taking care of this right now? Yeah, we, we're sucking at it. All right? So ready? This is not, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. Like, is that a real issue for them in the movie? So is, is the porn industry and the sex industry a real issue for us in the United States of America? If you guys don't deal with it, you guys don't deal with this, what will it be like for your kids when they're in high school? Imagine your girl going to high school and, and the sex stuff is exponentially worse than it is now, 25 years. Does that make sense? Is it going away? Is it getting better? Is it categorically getting worse? So who's going to take care of it? You guys going to do it? So who's going to do it? Okay, I'll go to Glenbard West and ask their seniors. Hey, and this is the thing. I want you to feel the weight of this. If, if in one of the best Christian high schools in America, in one of the wealthiest nations on planet Earth, 
You guys aren't going to do it. Who's going to do it? That's not, that's not like homework anymore, is it? Like, is this a real issue that you guys are growing up with? Yeah. How about corporate greed? How's that going? <laughs> How's corporate greed or political corruption? How are we doing? I mean, Illinois has always had a struggle. <laughs> so I don't know if you say it's worse. I mean, it's was, it was always been pretty bad. But how are the elections going right now? How, how is the political landscape in our country? Is it getting better? I know Nixon kind of throws a wrench in my whole thing there. But it's not like it's really getting much better. Who's going to help figure out this corporate greed, political corruption thing? Anybody got it? All right, are we, sent in the, are we catching the metaphor now? So here's, I, I gave you two or three. What I want to do is I'm going to play the video. We're going to keep going. But I want you to start thinking about a few more. So when I stop it again later and I say, what are some rings that we need to go destroy? You guys have thought about some things that if we don't destroy these things, they will do what to our country, our culture, our families? Got it? Dragon? All right. Woof. Here we go. It is Mr. D's right. It is true. Look at that. <laughs> Thanks, Poor Bear. Put the lights off. A dream. I saw the eastern sky grow dark. In the west, a pale light lingered. The voice was crying. The doom was near at hand. So Dio's bane is found. Uh, um, uh. Did you hear the Jabba the Hutt laugh? There was the uh, 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 I think Jabba's Never before has any voice uttered the words of the tongue here in Mladris. Do not ask your pardon, Master Aaron, for the black speech of Mordor may yet be heard in every corner of the West. That was the one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, except in Sauron's language. But do we catch what's going on? What's Gandalf saying? We're having to learn Orc. Actually, if Sauron takes over, we're going to have to start talking what? Sauron language. He's going to be the one who sets the stage. He's the one who decides what language we use. But you know what's interesting? I see it creeping in. Are the issues of sexuality... Creeping into the church culture. I mean, I remember reading about, you know, sexual abuse stuff and sexual abuse scandals in the newspapers when I was in high school. But that was always over there, other people. And as the past 20 years, where are we starting to read about it? Not just one denomination, all of them. Right? Is this stuff infiltrating our ranks? Is the, the dark speech of Sauron getting into our territory? Yeah, unfortunately, it's happening, right? The ring is altogether evil. It is a gift. Uh, a gift to the foes of Mordor. Does that work? 
Why not use this ring? Long has my father, the steward of Gondor, kept the forces of Mordor at bay by the blood of our people. Are your lands kept safe? Give Gondor the weapon of the enemy. Let us use it against him. You cannot wield it. None of us can. The One Ring answers to Sauron alone. It has no other master. And what would a ranger know of this matter? Mm. Uh, oh, this is hey. no mere ranger. Oh. He is Aragorn, son of Aragorn. You owe him your allegiance. <laughs> I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so great. This is Isildur's heir. An heir to the throne of Gondor. <laughs> How about that, Lewis? Gondor has no king. Yeah, is there some tension? I guess. That's not true, Bormir, come on. I don't need to king. Aragorn is right. Good looking one. <laughs> you have only one choice. Which isn't a choice. One thing's not a choice. Uh-oh. What are we waiting for? <laughs> Oh, that's an awkward pause, but whatever. <laughs> there you go. Now, what's Boromir's, what's Boromir's struggle? What does he want to do? Is the ring powerful? Yes. It is? Well, then why don't we use this powerful ring to do what? Fight Sauron, right? What's the faulty premise? Can we use evil to fight evil? No. Uh, here's, here's Gimli. Well, then let's just boom, chop the ring up. Right, this is like, well, we don't want abortion in our country, so we'll blow up the abortion clinics and kill the abortion doctors. That'll do it. I would. <laughs> well, well, actually, would it do it? Would it work? No, no, wait, ready? Well, watch, watch, watch. Ready? Real quick, real quick. Let me, hold on, ready? Watch. Wait, watch, 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 watch. This would be like saying, let's go burn all the porn magazines and burn all the porn stuff away. Porn will not go away until people, what? Stop wanting porn. Abortion will not go away until people stop wanting to do what? Abort their babies. Blowing up the clinics, blowing up the doctors, blowing up all of that stuff. It won't happen. What's the metaphor here? It needs to be destroyed where? At the source. See what's going on? So Boromir is confused. Gimli is confused on some level. We'll just chop it up and we'll explode it here. Or we'll... Use the weapon against him. I know we'll take on the porn industry by using slander in the newspapers to get them. Will that work? Or we'll lie about abortion doctors. Will that work? No. See, no, like if we use the weapons, lies are powerful, slander is powerful, but will it work to fight evil? No. This is Hamlet's struggle. I've got a murderous uncle on the throne. He killed my dad. I'm supposed to get him off the throne without sinning. There's some homework for you. Oh my god. I'm like, what? How are we supposed to fight corporate greed and political corruption without sinning? 
<laughs> yeah, geez, that's right. Yay. Uh, this is brutal, isn't it? This is really, really hard. But Boromir's premise is off. He thinks just because it's powerful, we can use it. If it's powerful and evil, it's not going to work. Right? And if we don't destroy it at the source, it won't work either. It'll just keep coming back. Fair enough? We catching the metaphors? All right, here we go. The ring cannot be destroyed, Gimli, son of Gloy, by any craft that we here possess. The ring was made in the fires of Mount Doom. Only there can it be unmade. It must be taken deep into Mordor and cast back into the fiery chasm from whence it came. One of you must do this. Ooh, I nailed my paws. Yeah. <laughs> Been working on that all day. He broke, what is it, the eighth window or the sixth window, fourth lens? What did he do? Fourth, third, third, fourth, third, fourth, whatever. He broke that wall. Does is anybody in any of the 22 hours of Peter Jackson's films with Hobbit and Lord of the Rings ever look at the camera like that? Nope. Why does he choose to do it with Elrond right now? Who needs to destroy these rings? The people sitting there munching on popcorn. Right? Pretty cool. I'm glad he slid it in there. And you're like, no, he's just looking at Frodo. He's looking at the camera. <laughs> right? Isn't he? No, yeah, I think he is. Right? Okay, he's going to double check. <laughs> right? Like, the dude's looking right at us because I think he's actually. <laughs> Which one is he looking at? Right? And that's what I want to do in the classroom. Who's going to do it? Right? What are, some, what are some rings that we need to destroy, you guys? Okay, we'll start with porn. Who wants to take down the porn industry? Who's got it? Nobody? Okay, and you think I'm being rhetorical right now. I'm, I'm dead serious. Like, who's going to do it? If someone in this room isn't going to do it, where am I going to go? I'll go to, I'll go to the other high school down the road. I guess. I'll go ask them. I'll keep asking. Okay, okay fine. How about who wants corporate greed? Who's thinking on corporate greed? Nobody? That's fine. Okay. Um, well, what are some other rings that we need to deal with in our culture? Who wants to take on sex trafficking? I hate sex trafficking. You got it? Come on, right there. Come on, put a hand up. You got it. Okay, right there. Come on, let's do it up right there. Come on. Got it, bro. Awesome. Nice. You got another ring? Well, I've got a question. Oh. Not, I'm sure, like all of us want to destroy these things, but I think the main reason why we're not raising our hands is like, how are we? How are we supposed to be equipped? Oh, I love this! I now? love. This. Wait, ready? What's the big famous meme from Facebook that's coming next? What One does not, <laughs> right? One does not simply walk in. That's exact next question. That's the whole point right now. If you guys don't do it, who's going to do it? This is Sarah Ollie. Sarah Sarah Ollie went to Wheaton Academy. She was a senior in these classes. Some of you know her ministry. Anybody heard of Hand and Cloth? Amazing. Yeah, she was a high senior here. 
She's like, I want to deal with sex trafficking. I hate the fact that women get exploited for sex. Amen. So did she have any idea what she was doing? No. But what did she do? She went and did it. She went and figured it out. Did she, she didn't have to have it all right then and there. She was willing to do it. I think that's part of it. What are some other rings, though? Let's talk about a few other rings in our world that we got to deal with. If we don't destroy this stuff, it's going to do what? To your, your lives. I agree. I think we got some violence in our world that's starting to spiral into really unhealthy proportions. In relationships with physical abuse, especially with moral relativity, it gets uglier and uglier to try and pin that down, doesn't it? Someone brought in uh, just violence in schools, even. When I started teaching, I had never heard of a school shooting. And then Columbine. Last year, there was a school shooting. There were more school shootings than days of the year. Is it getting worse? Okay, that's in 15 years, you guys. What about another 15? If we don't deal with violence, if we don't deal with physical abuse, if we don't deal with this, it's not going away, is it? All right, who's going to take that one on? Which one? Violence and physical abuse. All right, let's, we'll go for another one. There's plenty to choose from. What else? Yeah, what do you got? Selfishness. Pardon? Selfishness. Yeah, I just think plain old greed. In America, it's really tricky. We got a narcissistic tendency that's not going away, right? And this selfishness is really unhealthy, um, getting really ugly, manifesting itself in a lot of these other things, actually, which is really interesting. What are some other rings? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, you guys. Weather stuff's weird, isn't it, right now? And we think the global warming thing, if you think that that's just a fad that's going to go away, I really don't think it's going away. Like, we're really tanking the planet right now. I hope some of us get on board with that one. I have a little kid, and I want to, like, let play in the woods. You know, Hopefully there's some left. It's interesting to even just think of the polar ice cap stuff. Like, it's just interesting. Got to process out pollution. Yeah, you got a hand up? Um, idolatry. Yeah, how so? As in people idolatry, like material. I think we're, instead of worshiping God, we're worshiping stuff, aren't we? <laughs> really awkward. Even John had just phoned. Yeah. Which is a tool, right? But if we misuse that tool, it can take the place of something else. Well said. And it's funny because most of us would think that idolatry is just this Old Testament thing. Uh-uh, right? No, well said. All right? Family? How's family going? In America, we're struggling to keep family stuff together, aren't we? Divorce rates are really, really high. Even what family means. Now, this sounds like doom and gloom, right? Are there a lot of great things going on in our world? Yes, 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 yes. Right now, what we're dealing with, though, in this scene, in the metaphor is, hey, are there some things that we got to get on board with and take care of? Are there? Yeah. yeah, there are. Like, There's stuff to do. There's kingdom building that is left to do and worth doing. All right. Onward. Yep. Awkward pause. <laughs> there it is. 
its black gates are guarded by more than just orcs. There is evil there that does not sleep. The great eye is ever watchful. It is a barren wasteland, riddled with fire, ash, dust. <coughs> The very air you breathe is a poisonous fuel. Not with 10,000 men could you do this. It is folly. Have you heard nothing Lord Elrond has said? The ring must be destroyed. And I suppose you think you're the one to do it. And if we fail, what then? What happens when Sauron takes back what is his? I will be dead before I see the right, ring. And that's part of like, what do we do? Right? I don't know. Anybody in the room a little sick and tired of adults arguing about all this stuff? Or denominational infighting over some theological issue? While people are starving, we argue over how to fight poverty versus what? Fighting poverty? Right? It's just so interesting. The enemy laughs at us when we fight like this. I, I'm sick of it. I hope you are. What was that? <laughs> yeah, isn't it great? Well, anybody hear it? I'll do it. Some little hobbit in some little high school in some little suburb of some city. I'll do it! Right? So if you could hang in there with me for this last 15 minutes, I kind of want to lean into these last few metaphor options. I love how Tolkien sets this up. There's a couple key things here. What's a hobbit in Middle-earth? Yeah, little, little people, underlooked, undervalued, underrespected, under, you know, like people just don't expect, appreciate what's in a hobbit, per se. It's not about their size. I mean, yes, but no. So metaphorically, I would throw out there, you don't have to go this route, but I would, I would propose that hobbits could be like high school students in our culture. Just kind of undervalued, underappreciated, kind of off to the side. When in reality, if you do the research, several people have, how old were the disciples when Jesus called them? Yeah, most likely teenagers. Why would Jesus pick teenagers? Yep, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> right? I love hanging out with high school students. Why? What are you guys going to do? Go change the world, right? And can you? Totally. All the leaders who are leading everything right now are high school students at one point. Probably raising their hands <laughs> at some point. But I love that. Is hey, don't this Timothy, don't let people look down on you because you were young, right? Like you don't have a junior Holy Spirit in you. <laughs> You've got the Holy Spirit in you. I think there's also something in this metaphor as well. Frodo did not sit there in his little chair on the porch and be like, okay, do I have enough food to get to Mordor? And do I have enough backers and supporters? And do I have enough money? And is my horse going to make it? And I got to make sure I have this, this, and this for the journey. Did he do any of that? None of it. What did he do? I'm doing it. I'll do it. What does Tolkien start with? What does Tolkien say that it all starts with? That willingness. It starts with a willingness. And then what happens? When people see your willing heart to bear the weight, to bear the burden of it, 
They're gonna do what? Think about that as you read the narrative of Scripture. What is God looking for? Willing hearts. Did he equip Moses? Yeah, right? He equipped him. Moses wasn't willing at first, but he went, and then he equipped him. Moses didn't have it all figured out. He's like, you go, and I'll hook you up. Abraham, willing, like these willing people, and then they're equipped. He was looking for willing disciples, and then he equips them. Right? Watch what happens here. Frodo's willing to take the ring. Mahak is going to help him out, isn't that great? That's so cool. Jeff Brook going to help out. I just I think it's so cool how he's willing. I mean, the king's kneeling to help him out. Come on, Jesus. Legolas is going to help. Sean McCallum's going to help. Who doesn't want Sean McCallum to help out, right? I want Sean on my team. Get Brad Musso. Right? He gets the best fighter in Middle Earth to help him. And no offense to Aragorn, but that's the best fighter in Middle Earth. Right? Who else is going to come? His friend. No, indeed, it is hardly possible to separate you. There will be people who want to help you fight evil in this world. <laughs> A lot of your friends are going to want to help. Who else is coming? <laughs> anyway, you need people of intelligence on this sort of mission. Quest. <laughs> Dang. Thank you. He's like, yeah, okay. Wait, what? <laughs> you are the fellowship of the ring. You're the fellowship of the ring, right? And so let me take these last few minutes to lean into this. Like, wait a second. There's nine up there. Is Frodo doing it alone? By the way, can you do it alone? Are you designed to do it alone? No, read 1 Corinthians 12. Like, we're body. We're supposed to be working together on this stuff. And actually, this is the part where I'm glad all of you did not raise your hand. I think it was about three or four, which is actually high compared to this. One Frodo amongst nine others. You're not all Frodo's. <laughs> I'm not going to be that Bible teacher or that youth pastor or that parent who says, well, you all need to be Frodo's and you all need to go grab rings. No way. You're not all Frodo's. You're not all Aragorn's. You're not all Gimli's. Fair enough. I think that's the beauty of what Tolkien's offering us here. Frodo raised his hand. He'll carry the burden of this. And then he gets an Aragorn. And you know what? Some of you in the room are Aragorns. You're leaders. You know it. You've been leading for a long time. You lead when you don't even want to be leading because people follow you. <laughs> right? <laughs> you can't turn that switch off. So guess what you need to do? You need to be a leader. And some of you are on Project Lead, and guess what you learned this year? You're not a leader. So guess what you need to stop doing? Stop being a leader. And figure it out now 
So you're not stuck in some leadership position in eight years wishing you were out of it, right? And some of you weren't on Project Lead, but you're a leader, and you know it. And you led without being a Project Lead. Exactly. Like, it's fine. But if you're a leader, you need to be what? You need to be a leader. Some of you are Gandalfs. Like Luke Regan, that guy? Well, I don't even know. Like, you just, stuff happened. It's amazing. Or some of you with chemistry or math or biology are just wizards with this stuff. And it's incredible. And so some of you will carry the burden of clean water for our world. And some of you will actually make the filter system for the clean water for our world. Like that straw thing or whatever, right? Like that, that's, but that's, you've got to get a Gandalf on your team. Some of you are Gandalfs. You have a gift of healing, a spiritual gift of healing or prophecy or whatever that is. And you need to use that. You're a wizard with that. It's supernatural. It's crazy. It's cool, <laughs> right? Get a Gandalf on your team. Kind of nice. And if you're a Gandalf, be a Gandalf, okay? And we've got some Legolases in the room who can see. They've got great vision, thousands of years of wisdom. You, some of you are wise beyond your years. It's amazing. And you can walk on snow, which is cool. I mean, you're good with a bow and arrow. Whatever. you got pointy ears, so you don't have to hide those anymore. And if some of you are really, really strong, you're fighters. You like to win. Yeah, we need you on our team. You're going to get the job done, and you're a Boromir. And then some of you are Gimli's. And I have permission. Corey Hockett said I can compare her to Gimli. Because, right, does she get it done? Yeah. If you get in her way, she'll chop you off at the knees, right? Like, it's awesome. I want Corey Hockett on my team, right? <laughs> Come on, right? I just think it's just some of you are just, you love that engagement. And you like, yeah, right? So cool. And some of you are who? Sam. Some of you love to cook. And, and we love that you love to cook, <laughs> right? And you love it because you have a gift of hospitality and as a spiritual gift. And Jesus ate food on his journey. And, you know, like, we need to eat. And the president of World Vision needs to eat food while he's serving people and giving them food. And some of you love that. And you're Sam, and you're loyal, and you're a best friend. Amen. And some of you are Mary and Pippin. Right? It was super fun. Jess Frozy walked in during the last class, which she nailed it today on stage. I'm like, Jess, who are you? And she's like, I'm Pippin. I'm like, yes, you are. You're awesome. I'm like, we need our Pippins. What do Mary and Pippin add to this? And it's two out of nine. What is Tolkien doing? Right? Chop them out of the movie and the story. What do we lose? A lot. We lose humor. Right? We lose joy. We lose loyalty. We lose just camaraderie and friendship and fellowship. What is Tolkien saying? The joy of the Lord is my strength. <laughs> like we need to laugh. We need to have fun. We need friendship on the journey. We need it. It changes everything without that. You have a good time. Right? I mean, seriously, one of the fruits of the Spirit is joy. <laughs> so I think that that's an... We underestimate. Like, I'm going to go on the mission field and i got to go do it. Like, and bring your friends and have fun while you do it. <laughs> right? Like, come on, right? Don't you want to enjoy life? Enjoy killing orcs? Won't that be fun? Yeah, there you go. We're going to have some fun with it. So I want you to catch this lesson before I lose the chance here. Go destroy rings. 
And some of you are Frodo's, but some of you aren't. And so what is Tolkien really saying here? Why, why do I love this metaphor? Is <laughs> because I think we've done a disservice. Many of you have been told, you're all leaders, you know, and you're all Gandalfs, and you're all Frodo's. It's like, no, you can't be all of them at the same time anyways. You're not all leaders, and you're not all wizards, and you're not all Sams, right? You need to be who? Who you are, who you're created to be. And here's what I love about Lord of the Rings. It's so obvious that we don't even think about it. They love being who they are. Is there any envy? Any strife? Gimli loves axe and Legolas loves bow. Like, they love it. And they're awesome at it. Isn't that great? And because they love it and they're all awesome at it, they like being who they are, so they just do what the whole time? They're who they are. And it works really well. Because this is what often happens in a culture like this. You get a Sam who's like, yeah, but all the girls like Legolas with his ears and the hair and the bow. So Sam's going to be like, I want to be a Legolas. What happens if Sam tries to be Legolas? Can he be Legolas? No. So watch what happens, though. Do we get a second Legolas? No. We lose who? And how happy will Sam be trying to be Legolas? He'll be miserable, won't he? Or we get, we get an Aragorn who's like, yeah, but Merry and Pippin are so funny. I want to be a Merry and Pippin. Would Aragorn pull it off as a Pippin? But for, for, for real, he wouldn't do it. He's not that funny. <laughs> but he wouldn't do it. We'd lose Aragorn, and we would not gain a third hobbit. We wouldn't. But see what happens. But you guys, in our culture, we do this. I mean, does this happen at Weed Academy? All the time, there's students who are trying to be something that they're not because that's what gets the value in a culture like this or that's what gets the praise or that's what gets the attention. Or your parents are saying, well, you need to be a Gandalf. And like, I don't want to be a Gandalf. I'm a Boromir. Like, no, you, you can't be Legolas. You got to be, you know, Aragorn. Aragorn's a king. So you got to be a king. It's like, well, I'm a Legolas. Right? And I want that to sink in a little bit because some of us have not really accepted the fact that you are who you are, you're who God made you, and you will be best at that. And yet let other people be what they are. And then really work together in that. Because to me, that's one of the tragedies. I see it in high school. I see people striving after something that they want to be because they think it's more valuable. But if you take anybody out of that nine, we lose a really essential piece of the fellowship. We really do. And I like Fellowship of the Ring. I like Lord of the Rings because they're all happy. They're, Sam is fine being Sam. He loves being Sam. And is Sam cool? Yeah, Sam's awesome. Right? Frodo's awesome. So I want to challenge you as you leave today. A, your homework is to go destroy a bunch of rings this weekend. So go destroy rings. But B, if you're a Frodo, all right, I'll do it. But maybe you see a Frodo doing something, and what do you get to do? You have my video camera, right? Like, you have my singing talent. You have my athletic skills. You have my humor, right? You've got my whatever you get to bring to the table. I'm willing to offer that. You find something that you're excited about. And maybe that's poverty. Maybe it's sex trafficking. Maybe it's political corruption or corporate greed 
or the porn industry. But you can go in there and offer your gift, your ability, your talent. Now, I, for me, in this class, we need this lesson. Because here's the scoop. Do you have to do this? No. You don't have to do this. You're saved by grace. For real, for, hopefully by now you know that. You're saved by grace. You're a child of the king. Right? Paradoxically, if you don't engage on this level, what will you be doing with your whole little saved by grace bit? Missing out. You'd be totally missing out. But grace allows you to not have to go out of fear of punishment or condemnation. It lets you do what? Does Frodo have to go destroy this ring? Come on, does he? Nope. He what? He chooses to go. He wants Gandalf wants to help Frodo. He's not like, well, I guess I gotta go, or Ilvatar is gonna punish me forever in hell. Is that what Ilvatar is gonna do with Gandalf? No. Gandalf's like, no, that's what I want to be doing. He wants to be part of this because he does not want to miss out on the most important thing of his time, which is fighting the evil of his day. You can almost see why World War I, World War II, like Hitler, sign me up. I will take that guy out, right? I don't want to fight. That. I don't want to miss out on that battle, right? We've got plenty of that around right now in other ways that we can engage in and fight those battles. Happy Friday. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening today. Have a great weekend. And, yeah, homework. Go destroy rings, okay? Cheers. So be it. You shall be the fellowship of the rings. Right. Wait a minute. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Ah, look at the timing on that. Bing! That was awesome. See you guys.